0: And I as we move into this season of we're talking about Yeshua leading us and guiding us and showing himself in a new way that he never has before, I don't know if you anybody that knows Mike knows that there's probably not a heart that burns more for Yeshua than this man right here. So open your hearts to that and receive tonight. We love you, Mike. Good evening. I wanna I wanna thank thank Mark and the Presbyterian staff for giving me this opportunity. Uh, you know, three three Wednesday afternoons is a pretty big deal and uh i just i just want to hang out tonight you know hang out with my friends my family my loved ones and there's some things that are stirring in all of our hearts i'm sure but tonight is my opportunity to share what's been stirring in mine and and uh and i appreciate this opportunity i appreciate you guys And, and i mean that from the bottom of my heart and uh if we can just kind of loosen up a little tonight, just not that we're tight, it's, but you know we've been working, and uh, just let's just let's just start a walk. We got we got three nights. Hey, I mean I never had three nights. I'm not I'm not gonna waste your time, but but it, you don't have to maybe try to get it all in 30 minutes, you know. But but I'm not gonna waste your time. So I want to say thanks again for this opportunity. Uh. There's there's several things stirring in my heart, and I know that that uh, that they're in line with what's going on with this house now. I just I've been hearing it. I've been hearing it the last month. I've been hearing it on Sunday mornings. I've been hearing it on Wednesday nights. I've been hearing it in the hearts of the people. I've been hearing it in my sleep. I've been hearing it in my in my own heart and in my own mind that things are changing, things are shifting, and we talk about where we are as a body and where we are individually. And I'm not uh I'm not prophetic. I'm not, you know, I'm not a prophet. I don't I can't say this is exactly where we are, or this is where we're going, but I can I can say a couple things about yes. where our hearts should be and, and and where our hearts are. And uh I got in my pickup truck the other day. Sat down in my work truck. It's a newer newer Ford truck and it has I I look over to the left on the door and there's there's a power it's a four-door so there's power windows front and back on the steering wheel there's a cruise control volume control a talk so you can push a button and talk over your head on the left side on the right sides all kind of stuff I can't remember what they are We've got a gauge on the left that tells you how fast you're going, a gauge on the right to tell you how much gas is in it. You've got a box flashing in the middle that has a Ford Tough truck stuff and all that. And then there's a box over here to the right that has all this information. It tells you the name of the song. It tells you who's singing it. It tells you the, the key or whatever it's in. You know what I mean? And then there's all these buttons below it. There's adjustments for heat. It's not on-off. It's you can get it, Luke, you can do this, you can, do, you can get it. There's so many adjust, There's probably 50 to 60 things pulling at you when you sit down in that pickup truck. And I tell you what, I hate multitasking. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I hate multitasking. Oh, yeah, we can do it. I can do it. I just hate multi, multitasking. So tonight, one thing. It ought not be a surprise to you, but one thing. There's one thing tonight. We're going to put that puppy in gear and start walking and talking about Yeshua. I want to spend a little time and talk about and stir up in my own heart first love. Seek first the kingdom. Seek Him first, but as another thought or another dimension, our first love. And and tonight there's been a lot of things that have that have gone on in each of our lives. There's been a lot of situations where He stirred and pricked our hearts. And I, I'd just like to stir those coals up for a little while tonight before we get in to what He's been He's been pressuring and putting on my heart and, and it's, about, it's about rest. There's a, there's a place and there's a position in Yeshua that's better than escape. Do you hear me? There is a place and there is a position in Yeshua the most troubled life that ever lived on the face of the earth that had the most pressure on it. People pulling. All of his countrymen wanting, to, wanting basically to kill him. The, the Pharisees the most pressure that was ever put on a, on a life. But in that life, on the inside of him was a sea of glass. There was rest, there was peace. And he wants that for us. So tonight I want to take some time to stir up our first love. And your, your, your first love may be burning. It may be burning hot. But I don't, I don't want to walk in this time as a hypocrite. I don't want to walk in this time in this season and where we're headed in this house, without the first love burning within me, and it all goes back to Yeshua. We're going to get the Holy Spirit. We're not leaving Holy Spirit out. They're not. They're inseparable. This has this has nothing to do with who's better, who's none of that. It don't work that way. They're inseparable. You cannot have one without the other on this side of the cross. We cannot go where we're going without the Holy Spirit. But we can't go without the finished work of what Yeshua did at the cross. The blood stain that has totally cleansed this vessel, this vessel, these vessels, if we're believers. First love. Tonight, let's talk about first love. So, my friend and I, we talk, Christopher, and we... uh, talk about types and shadows and he made that comment i had not forgotten. i'm not even sure what a type and a shadow is and i'm not, i'm just saying i don't either but no no i i'm not going to necessarily dwell on that but the point is he was in the beginning and he's so wrapped up in what you always put in this bible yeshua he's he's in every bit of it i mean and there's, there's scripture after scripture and there's little they're not skits you know, but the type and the shadow, there's a, and it all starts, it all starts in the garden, right? There's a tree of life and there's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. So, let me get my notes here going. It's two trees. It's always just been two. It's simple. It's straightforward. It's living or dying. You're increasing or decreasing. You're moving ahead or you're moving back. There ain't no in between. There's some thoughts out there. There's some words out there. There's some beliefs out there that the last letter written to the, to the church of Laodicea in, the, in Revelation applies to this time. If we're at the end of the church age. And that in that church age and that letter describes a lukewarm church. And that letter also describes Yeshua knocking on the door. And I've heard it preached that Yeshua's knocking on the door of the heart, but I don't think that's what it means. I think he's knocking on the door of the church. He's trying to get in. And because of our, because of the church's lukewarmness, he's gone. I'd rather you be hot or cold. I'm not going to get into the spewing out part. I don't want to focus on that. What I'm saying is, if that, if that letter is true, yeah. if that letter is true, and it's, it's written in red, and, in, and this is the time, then we must guard ourselves against being lukewarm. Yes. And the only thing I know to do that is not to pray more or prophesy more. That's just to fire up our first love. Yes. And then everything else is born out of that. Oh, is that correct? So back, back to the garden. Yeshua look for him look for him honey you ever watched a little beagle dog when they go in the woods and they're the hunting dogs anyway they just go back and forth and, and that little tail he gets so oh he catches a scent he just gets so happy I mean and we need to be bloodhounds for the for, for Yeshua. the Holy Ghost will guide us the Holy Ghost will lead the track straight to him that's what he does. We pray, we continue to pray we build ourselves up in the most holy faith and we look. For for the finished work of Yeshua the cross, the Christ is the cross. So two trees, right? Life, and then the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, just throw the knowledge. The, this is all right. Just kind of talk like this, and throw the good and evil part out. Knowledge, life, and knowledge. Lukewarm. Our minds are so bombed in this present time with information, with knowledge. What's, it say? What's the scripture say? The Jews seek a sign. The Greeks seek knowledge. Knowledge. That's the Babylonian system. It's knowledge. It's information. What do you need to know that has nothing to do with you today? And if you really want to know something, you can Google it and it's awesome. But who cares? How much can my brain take? How much can you shove in it? I don't think the people's heart that are lukewarm in that church have quit thinking about him. They're just overwhelmed. That's my opinion. You hear me? You get what I'm trying to say? Are you tracking what I mean? How can can the first love burn when our minds, the governor of our heart and our spirit and our being, and we're going to get into that, we got three nights, so that'll be a little later on, Lord. willing. We're going to focus down on that. Me and my buddy Coy, we've 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 hit on something, so we're going. To, I'm going to do the talking, and he can just nod. But with that mind, the mind it talks about the renew the uh, re, the mind being renewed in Christ. It's important Hallelujah. knowledge and life. I want to live. I want to live and not die. I want to live. Ought to be the cry of every human heart. I want to live. I want to live with you. And when somebody says one thing, it always gets my attention. And David, he said one thing in Psalms, remember? One thing. There's just one thing. And when David says one thing, I'm going to read what the next few lines are. One thing. I just want to dwell in the house of my God forever. The cry of every human heart should be relationship with the living God. The most gracious, the most awesome, the most magnificent God there is. And he's jealous. He sent an angel before the uh, children of Israel going into the land, you know. Don't be messing with any gods. Don't be. He always that was that was that was the warning. Don't mix it up. I want to be first, first love. And for me, first love, like I said, is 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 thinking about Yeshua. And so, when we go to the tree of life, we've got we've got life there. We've got provision there. And I just see that vein running through. From if this is the beginning, and you know this is the the coming of the Lord, you know, there's all this space in there that's in this book that talks about him. And so, one of the, one of the first examples you see in scripture, this, uh, this, this typology if you want to call it, I don't want to call it that, but I don't want to call it a skid either, you know, I mean, it's kind of a little more important than that, is Abraham and Isaac, you know. And the the word comes to Abraham and says take your son your only son and go sacrifice him at a place I'm going to show you and just do what I say now this is the son of promise the only begotten just when when we read these stories just think about what here's what I heard one time that the Jew, the uh the rabbis the Jewish rabbis, back in Yeshua's time, and I guess now, they hint. They just give you enough to get you being like that little beagle looking around. They they, they hint. And they, they, they don't tell you the whole thing. They want to see if you're going to pursue, if you're going to come after, if you're going to. I heard that also that the rabbis would meet at night. What did Yeshua say to Nicodemus? You're a teacher. Of Israel, and you don't know these things on how to be born again, it's been written in Scripture all through. You're a teacher, and you don't understand all the hints that, my, that, that the Holy Spirit has put in this text. All the times they revealed just a part of me, talked, talked about my shadow, talked about my foot, talked about my ear, talked about my eyes, my heart, whatever. I've been in it the whole time. Nicodemus, you don't understand that? As he came that night to Yeshua, isn't that what he said to him? Why don't you understand types and shadows, you know, of what was to come? So Abraham, take your son, your only son, and go to a place I'm going to show you. And that place was Mount Moriah. It was three days journey. I mean, just think about all how this thing lines up. It's just, it's so amazing. He's awesome. He's so detailed. And you think he doesn't, I mean, he's so detailed and and he's going to line, he lines our lives up the same way. It's not written in a book, but it's written on the tablets of our heart. It's written in our minds and forever impressed on them. The things that God's done for you, you'll never forget them. Nobody knows like I know. Isn't that how the song goes? Yes. It's a three days journey. My little Isaac, I picture him kind of small. It's a skit, kind of a play act of what's, fix, is what's going to happen many, 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 many years with another father and another only begotten. But Isaac, he, he, uh, he kind of catches on to what's going on and he gets a little worried. You know, can you imagine Abraham? He's got that young boy and, whoo, I mean, Isaac, what, what did Isaac carry up the hill? Do you remember? Anyways, it goes three days. And he says, stop, here it is. This Mounts, Mount Moriah. I bet you it's not that far from Golgotha, if you can find it. I guarantee you it's not far away. It's got to be in the same mountain range. It's the same country. It's the same God. It's the same intent. It's the same message. I love you, and I'm going to make provision for you. I don't want you to perish. I want you to live with me forever. And little Isaac, they lay the wood on him, okay? They lay the wood on Isaac, the son, the only begotten son. And he carries that bundle of stick. He carries the wood via Della Rosa. Is that what you call it? Is that what it's called? The one over there in Jerusalem. That's the road that Yeshua took. Anyways, you, you just, when you hear the story, you just see a snapshot in your soul. When we, when we become in tune with him and, and seek him. And, and he's he our first love. So Isaac carries the bundle of wood up the hill. And Abraham, and he says, Daddy... I see the wood, and he had the flame. Cause remember the strange fire stuff and all—that was a big deal. You don't, you don't kindle a strange fire. Remember they killed some of them in the. You, you theologians out there, help me, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm just in the timber business, okay? I mean, if I say something wrong, I want you to raise your hand, cause this thing's going out to the whole world, all right? <laughs> I don't want a bad example of the rock, the rock of Bay County, rock of Panama City, okay? It's like what kind of guy, what kind of goofballs are that up there? no, help me out if I say something wrong but the strange fire so he had the fire kindled and little Isaac brought the wood up and he looks to his dad and he says what's going on pops where's the sacrifice and the name of the mountain is still the same thing that he told him he says Yahweh will provide and so he takes Isaac and lays him up on the bundle of wood he takes the knife and he rears up And we all know the story, and the angel says, Abraham, Abraham. We heard a preacher call it a double denunciation, a deity, is that right? That was a cool way of saying, I think he spoke it in the heaven, then he spoke it on earth. Is that what it means? Abraham, Abraham, don't touch the lad, you passed the test. And he looked up, and there's a ram with a crown with a crown on his head, crown of horns, but it's a crown, and it's tangled in a thicket. Now I wonder if you walked up there, if that thicket had thorns. I mean, come on, can you see it? Can you see what he's saying? I'm going to sacrifice my son. He stopped, and I, and here's what got me when I was in the, whenever I was in the shooting house that day in the hunting house, and was crying like a baby, just thinking about this because I, I read over it and it just You just catch the glimpses. And Yeshua fast forward however many years, hundreds of years, and we've heard it said that he pressed his knuckled knees in the gritty gravel of the garden, and he said, let this cup pass. I think he asked him three times. And what did his daddy do? To his beloved son, to a good boy, not to a disobedient son. What we talked about that night and you said that it it made an impact was is that when a son requests, it's a different deal, isn't it? But he made a petition to his father, and what did his daddy do? He turned away from him and let him go. And you go, what? In the type and shadow, he didn't. But in the reality, he did. And when it really came down to it, because he had a purpose, because he loved us so much and he had a mission, it's to cross. It's the most potent chemical substance that ever dripped on the face of the earth was the blood of Christ. It takes away all sin. It doesn't cover it. It removes it forever. And it says, I'll never, ever, ever remember them again. And that mediator and that sacrifice, blood. And he turned away from me. And I just couldn't, I don't know, it just caught me bad that night. So Anyways. Alright, another one. This is a dang good one too. Joseph. Little Joseph and his coat of many colors. His daddy's Jacob, right? Israel. And he played favorites. The daddy did. And he bought little Joseph a coat of many colors. Who in here seen that picture? That uh Black cheer, I think of his name. He's got a picture of Yeshua standing there with the coat of many colors on. And he's got this old veil over his eyes. I love it. You don't, I don't want to see Yeshua's eyes in no painting. I mean, you don't know what they look like, so don't, don't put them in there. <laughs> they got him covered. And he's standing there like this with the coat of many colors on. And there's flags of all the countries. And it says, coat of many colors, Lord of all. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess That Yeshua, the Christ, is Lord. Woo-hoo-hoo! Coat of many colors. Little Joseph, right? Daddy's favorite. His brothers hated him for it, right? His own kinsman. Said, we're going to kill this boy. And one of them said, no, 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 let's don't do that. Let's throw him, in a pit till we, throw him in a pit and we'll figure out what we're going to do. And look up and it said the Ishmaelites, which turned into Muslims, right? Brother Robert Allen? That's right, the Ishmaelites. Ishmael, isn't that Muslims? It, maybe that doesn't matter. But anyways, the Ishmaelites come by and he sells them into slavery, right? Now think about this. Here's the part that gets me. Then they take the coat of many colors and dip it in blood. And carry it back to his daddy. <sighs> Can you imagine when Jacob saw that coat and that little and that corner of blood on there? It knocked the wind out of him. You know it did? It probably took his breath out of him just like that, and he probably fell to the ground. Said, "My son, I mean." So Joseph goes to Egypt, right? He goes to Egypt. And it gets, let's see how it goes. Potiphar's house. Potiphar buys him. Potiphar puts him in his house. And what happens? He ascends to second in command. Is that right? Number two, if you want to call it that, the door of the gate. Anyways, you couldn't. Well, we'll skip over. Let me just keep going here. Hang on. We won't make a point here yet. He says, you can have everything but my bride. It ain't time for that yet. Of course, that was his daddy's bride. But anyway, just go with it. So Joseph, she makes up a lie, puts him in prison. There's a couple other guys down there, a baker and somebody else. Y'all remember the story. Is it a baker? And so, hey, remember me. Anyways, he comes before Pharaoh, right? We don't have time to read all this stuff, so I'm kind of paraphrasing it. But I'm getting to the the main points. So, I don't mean any disrespect to the word. Uh, So he goes, they're all stories to me anyways, you know. I mean, they're just stories about, about him, about Yeshua. And he knows we love him, and he knows I love him. But how how he got he got to second in command in all of Egypt, I can guarantee you. I don't know this, so I can't guarantee it. But I can bet you, you could not get to Pharaoh without going through Joseph, the type, the shadow. We're not going to get relationship with the Father unless we go through the Son. We will not get unless we go through Yeshua, the type, the shadow was Joseph in that situation. And you know, his brothers came and all that, all those things, but I think the most important, those, those points are what stick out to me. Oh, my gosh. I wrote this down. Passover. uh I'm not going to read it, but in Passover it talks about remember they had the plagues in Egypt, and they were the children of Israel were suffering under hard bondage, and the hue and the cry from his people had come into the ears of Yahweh, and he sent Moses right. And the Passover, the Passover is is huge in the type and in the in the in the storyline of Yeshua in the Bible. You know, it's just big. It's very big, and it's it's it really sums up salvation and a lot of other things. So let me let me let me just let me just get on with that. Uh, so he says to take a this take them. A male lamb, right, first year I think, and and cut it and put the blood on the doorpost, right, on the doorpost, and, and the scripture says that the blood will be a sign, and one of my favorite preachers preached out of the old te- out of the uh, the King James version, and that word instead of sign was token. The token was the name of the message. And and basically it was like he, he, he equated it to like a bus token. The fare had been paid is what that sign was. And so when the blood was put on the doorpost when the death angel came the only thing it would recognize is one thing. There was one thing it was looking for. One. And that was the sign that the blood had been spilled, that the life had been taken. And what that was was a seal. It sealed that home. It sealed that heart from the wrath of, a, of the judgment of the, the death angel. There's only one thing that the death angel recognizes even now today, and that is the sign, that is the token. And what the token is for us now is the Holy Spirit. I know we're talking about Yeshua, but he was a witness of what happened. He was, the blood's been spilled, the blood's been put on the doorpost, and that sign now, yes, the blood, but the life of the of the animal had been released is what that blood signified. And so today, how do we know that we've crossed through and we've passed through and that we've accepted Christ as our Savior in a true sense, there's no reason to question. Do we have the Holy Spirit? And what's the sign? There's one thing that judgment will recognize, and that's it. I really believe that. That's that's the that's what's being said in the Passover, and I haven't done it just as we could read it, and that would be a whole other, a whole sermon on its own. And then, as the children, had, they had escaped, and they had gone, uh, hang on, here's what's, there's, there's just statements in Scripture. It said that when the death angel passed through Egypt, that there had never been and never will be anguish let out in that land, like when that happened. Because it wasn't just the little babies. It was the firstborn of everything. It was because they're Yahweh's. They're his. The firstborn's his. That's what scripture says. Is that right? The firstborn's his. And he took it. And the only ones that survived had the the sign on the post, on the doorpost, that that the price had been paid. That you've done what I told you to do. If you love me, do what I tell you. If you love me, obey me. Because I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to give you life and hope. I know the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. I'm trying to do good for you. Obey me. A little while later, the children of Israel, they're all they're grumbling about this, that, or the other. Tired of eating. Manna, and he sends a bunch of serpents in the midst of them, and they bite him. Right, they bite them, and some of them die. And so Moses petitions Yahweh, and Yahweh, the pillar, and the pillar, pillar of fire by night and cloud by day. Right, then he petitions Yahweh, and he says, "Make a bronze serpent, put her on a pole." Raise it up in the midst of them, and when they look at it, they'll live. If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Nicodemus, what's wrong with you? I mean, can you see what he's saying? Nicodemus, how can you ask me about this stuff? Yeshua said it to him. Nicodemus should have known all this stuff, and I'm not necessarily down on him. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, let's... Let's get the point across. He's been telling the whole time. First love. First love. Let's stir up. I mean, and as these stories, and we tell these stories in Scripture, we have our own stories about how when he called us and he beckoned us and we yielded to him. And it was Jesus then, you know what I mean? And, but look through all that and it's him. And then you have Rahab, you know. Rahab the harlot in, in Jericho. And she helped a couple spies that went in. They said, hang hang a a scarlet thread. Hang a scarlet. Don't you love that color? Hang a scarlet rope out your window. And when we come in here, get through marching around the walls and all that stuff and come in here, we're not going to bother you. It's salvation to you. It'll be salvation. Scarlet color representing the blood, and you get into the <clears throat> you get into the prophets. I don't know who exactly who said it, but look upon the one you've pierced unto us a child is born unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. He's awesome, I mean. <laughs> Let's Stir it up tonight. I mean, let's stir ourselves up tonight before we, before I've got, I've got some stuff to say about rest, and I've got some stuff to say about joy and all those type things. We got a couple nights, and I, I mean, but let's stir, let's stir. I want to stir myself up, and the only way I do, can do that, the only way I know to do that, is to think about Him. Unto us, a, we already did that one, didn't we? And the government will be upon His shoulders, and He shall be. Wonderful counselor. I mean, he's just <laughs> and in, in Psalms. I mean, they there's just that's his, that's they call David called Yeshua the son of David, but David writes in you know and they're about casting lots for the for his clothes and they pierced my hands and my feet. I mean, who are we talking about here, you know? In this world, the message hadn't changed for 2,000 years and all the years before, where he was saying, I'm sending my son, I'm sending the Redeemer, I'm sending salvation. And I'm going to put him up on a cross for the whole world to see and humiliate him and shame him. So he can take away the reproach of Jew and Gentile. He's a good boy. He's done done what what I told him to do. And there's a lot of reward in that for him. So, leading up to the cross, we have his cousin John the Baptist, right? Standing knee knee deep in the River Jordan. This is pretty significant. This is getting close to the to the Passover stuff. The type the type of the Passover stuff kind of coming in now. Now it's it's starting that 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 type and that shadow was, was coming into the real time. And John the Baptist stood knee deep in the Jordan River and pointed up and said what? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb of God. He baptizes him, dunks him in the River Jordan. And when he comes up, what happens? The Holy Spirit. I heard another, I, heard, I saw a title of a message I never listened to but the title was enough. The dove led the lamb. The the nature of the dove and the nature of the lamb got along. See what I'm saying? A dove can't lead a wolf. A dove sure won't lead a pig if he's got anything to do with juice. But a dove can lead What's it saying to be attitudes? Basically be meek and mild and all those type things. In other places, it's all over Scripture. So the dove, and Yeshua himself, because of God he was, he was fully God, but he laid that aside and became man, Emmanuel, God with us. And the Holy Spirit came down as a dove and landed on him, and the dove led the lamb for the rest of his life on earth. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And this message, this message of Holy Ghost, this message of praying in tongues, this message, this foundation that has been laid and put in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirit is for, is for some big things. I'm, I'm trying not to say it all, but anyways, I want to say but But the Dove... Christ in you, the hope of glory, okay? So if he's in us now and we're under the headship of the holy, if we're followed by the Holy Spirit, the dove is leading the lamb again. Do you hear me in our own hearts and minds and that's where we're going. This in and out lifestyle, this in and out lifestyle. Do you hear what this man's been saying? Do you hear what this man's been saying? Secret place to marketplace, in and out lifestyle. Solomon, David couldn't build a temple. He was a man of war. That's what Scripture says. I'm just saying what Scripture says. He had blood on his hands. But Solomon built it. There wasn't a racket nowhere, there wasn't a beating and banging and flailing. They built it and they put it all together. Shalom. Shalom. Peace. There's a position in this world, in Christ, that is above escape. I can't take it anymore. I'm overloaded with information. I want to quit. I want to go. No. Come unto me, and I will give you rest. Shalom. The dove led the lamb. And where did he lead the lamb? He led him to slaughter, he led him to the cross. I'm going to have to hold my tongue. When that rises up in me. I don't have to give you every one of my opinions. I'm talking to myself, y'all haven't noticed. You mean to tell me I got it bad? The cross. It says take up your cross daily, doesn't it? Mikey, shut up. Quit complaining. Quit creating a negative atmosphere around yourself. And believe what you say you believe. Quit being a hypocrite. There's a position in Yeshua, and that's where we're going. We're going to that position in Him. The most troubled, tumultuous, I say troubled, not troubled, the most pressure, the most tumultuous life ever lived on the face of the earth. They pulled at him all day long. They pulled at him all night long. He would have to steal away. I'm just saying the pressure on him, the sin of the world from eternity past to eternity future and eternity now pressed down on that body and on the inside of him, we know what he was, a sea of glass, a sea of glass. He was calm in the storm, but he was calm doing things sounds stupid he was calm working take my yoke upon you for my I might have to get in I might have to read those scriptures because I'm getting them all I have been at work all day okay y'all forgive me but before we get into that I jumped ahead I did want to talk about the olive tree because you know a couple things there's a few things that he really presses in on you and uh it talks about, it's, a, it's an awesome thing. It talks about in the book of Romans that that Israel is an olive tree. And that the Gentile was a wild olive. And Yahweh broke off a branch, right? He broke off a branch of the olive tree. And he grafted it in. So how about this? I've been looking at this thing for, how long have you had it up here, Brother Mark? This right here. Three months? Four? I've been looking at it for, for four months. I don't want to put a picture in y'all's head, but I guess I'm fixing to. Thinking about this olive tree, okay? So, Israel. Naturally, Yeshua was a Jew, right? So just kind of think about this as the ground. There's the roots. The Old Testament, Moses. It says he's the root of David, root of Jesse, right? David, root of Jesse. Here's some roots. Here's the ground. This wild olive comes up, and on the east side, because the sun rises in the east, and the and the and the word and the gospel was delivered and spit out on the earth in the east, and the sun's coming up on the east, and so this 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 olive tree, the goodness and the fatness of the olive tree that Yahweh. The gardener has tended. He broke a branch off. And so we got this one side that's Israel, or the Jew. It would be Israel, right? Yeah. The nation of Israel. And right there at the ground level where the light is, on that ring around there, I I see that as Yeshua. And I believe the gardener came up. And whenever you graft, you cut. And he made... He wounded; he was wounded for our transgressions, and bruised for our iniquities. You get what I'm saying? And he took this he took this wild this wild olive branch, which is the Gentile nations, and he grafted it in to the goodness and the fatness of Israel, to the goodness and the fatness of his natural people. And after the cross, he opened up this blessing for the whole world. And Paul taught on it. Paul was a was an apostle to the Gentiles. Peter, remember the. Remember the sheet that came down? Peter's laying there on top of the roof, and the sheet comes down, and he says, go rise and eat, and it's got pigs on it. It's got everything else, and he says, no way. Go to the Gentile. Hey, guess what? The sign. Will you say it with me one time? Say the sign. Sign. My wife hates it when I do that, but I'll make her do that sometimes. The sign has erupted in the Gentiles. The sign has erupted in the dog, in the... In the group that has nothing to do with Israel, now it goes into the whole world. And go, and what was the sign? Culada, out bam, bam, bam. Was it Cornelius? Is that right? Started praying in tongues. So when they walk back to this part, oh, the sun comes up in the east and goes in the west. Oh Yahweh. Whew. The church age, you know, we're talking about Laodicea. Let's just say maybe it's a different, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a prophet. I'm just saying, just think about that one. Y'all hear anything, let me know. (laughs) I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to go back to dove and the lamb. So the dove and the lamb, right? He made a way. I'm going to read this real quick and then we're gone. It's some good stuff right here it's got to do with him <clears throat> we're going to put it on the if I tell you what it is you might Colossians 1 13 through 27. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, and He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning. The firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness of the Godhead should dwell. And by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Peace. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind, in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, And are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you read, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. I'm on 24. I'm sorry I didn't look up. Great. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up in in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of the body, which is the church of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. All right, here we go. Here we go. 26. I mean, this is my this is this is my thoughts on this, okay? So, you know, the mystery I mean, the end of it's clear. So, the mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from generations the type in the shadow all through scripture's way I see that you know what I mean he didn't hide it but he was just hinting he wanted you to see he wants you first love he hid it hidden from the eight from ages and from generations oh my gosh are you i mean huge huge but now has been revealed to his saints yes. Glory. to them Yahweh willed to make known what are the riches of of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for your son. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for the opportunity to know you and to come through the door to come through the door, your son, and to be led by the precious Holy Spirit. We thank you for this opportunity, Father. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The dove led the lamb. We're going to have to take up our cross. I'm going to have to take up my cross daily. I can't get on y'all, but I mean, I'm going to have to take up my cross daily. I don't want to be a hypocrite. That's what I mean by that. Hold my tongue. Nobody knows what's in your heart and in your mind until you speak it. And you you can create an atmosphere. I'm not talking about the power of whatever that is, all that. Persuasive talk. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something rooted in Him. I'm talking about rooted in Christ. We've been talking about Him all night, but you can you can create atmospheres by by of negativity and positive, and and if it's based on the Word, if it's based on Him. So the Christ in you and the dove is leading the lamb, and we're and we're to be made in His image. So it's 8.02. I think it's over now. Let me get uh Let me read this right here. This is what we're going to talk about next week Yahweh willing, Holy Spirit willing. And I want to be. This is what we're built. We, we did all that to get to this. So where's the dove leading us? And where's the. Well, anywhere he wants to go. There's some things in Scripture that say. He's gonna lead it. The unsearchable riches of Christ. We got all this stuff. What's all that trading floor stuff? I don't know anything about that, but I mean dimensions and all those type things. I mean, we're not getting anywhere without the Holy Spirit. We know that. On this side of the cross, it ain't gonna happen without the Holy Spirit. But Christ in us, and the dove is leading the lamb. But here's a here's a Do y'all know uh, Yeshua to be a liar? He's not a liar, and these uh, are—if it's written in red in this Bible, that means it's double good, right? (laughs) Huh? So let's end on this, and we're going to think about the Kingdom Age and rest and Shalom, and where the dove is leading us—the Christ in us, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Are you for real? I mean, is this is this really a chance to do this? Is there really a chance to do this? To live above our means, to li- to live above our 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 pedigree, our DNA, to live above anything we ever hoped, imagined or dreamed, to live in a place of rest, to operate in rest. All the way back in the beginning, it's life. It's nothing but life. It's pure life. It's a river flowing of life. Yes. And guess what? It's forever. Here's what he said. This is, this is what I'd like to talk about next week, unless Holy Spirit changes it. Matthew, you—I don't know if whatever—if y'all can—if you want to hear uh, Matthew 11. 28, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. That's the part we got to get, I got to get gentle and lowly in heart. And I think I am, but I mean, you know, every once in a while I've been known to pop off. (laughs) You know, that ain't going to cut it. That's not going to cut it. You're not, a, you're not a wimp, but you just got to, anyways, I'm messing this thing up. Take, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest in your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Would there be any way we could sing that song about the that that good one y'all just did? They're all good, but that real good one, that last one you did about, <laughs> about Jesus? <laughs> you know the ones I like. Is, is there any way we can do that? Is that all right? Yeah. Is that all right? I mean, they're all great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, the real good one, you know. I'm kidding around with y'all. You know that, don't you? Thank you thank you guys. Let's let's hear this one and then we'll we'll see y'all Sunday. Oh